Well, hello there. It is so good to be back, my friend. I took a much needed two month almost. I was just looking back two months of uh, pause on recording podcast content. And so how the heck have you been? It's so good to be back. Hope you've been doing well. Hope you've had a great summer. Um, Appreciate you hanging in there with me and for allowing me to have some space to pause and uh, focus on family this summer. It's where I felt called that I needed to spend the majority of my time and attention on in the free time that I had between, of course, working a full-time job and seeing my clients. And so I so appreciate you, my friend, uh, giving me this space. And I hope I allow this um, episode to give you the permission that you maybe potentially need to give yourself that pause and rest. It's so critical for our development to progress forward, which is, of course, what we're always striving to do. And sometimes we forget along the way that rest really is necessary. When we live in a society that doesn't really put a lot of emphasis and focus on the rest, in fact, we almost shun and shame the rest as a sign of weakness. Um, And I'm here to tell you that productivity is not a prerequisite for progress. I'll say that again. Productivity is not a prerequisite for progress, meaning, yes, those checklists, those to-do lists, those are sexy, glamorous, fun I love me a good checklist and to-do list, especially when I get through it. But the reality is, is that a lot of times those checklists and to-do lists are just merely distraction points and things that we think we need to be doing or we should be doing that really just delay the us doing the hard work or the things that we really should be doing that are going to progress us towards our goals and dreams and doing that internal work. That's the hard stuff. That's the stuff that doesn't get the accolades and the um, and the public recognition, and it comes behind the scenes, and it's when we're doing that deep work. And a lot of times, it happens when we shut out the external noise, we shut out the what society tells us we should be doing, what we think we should be doing, and we t- tune inward with what we want, what our voice is telling us inside that we need. If you've been following me on uh, any form of social media or my newsletter, I've been giving my newsletter exclusive updates behind the scenes to my life. The quick highlights, my family and I moved from California to Minnesota via car with two golden retrievers back in May. And we decided to take a two-week road trip down the coast of California. We stopped in a lot of really beautiful spots. And I'll tell you, it was a really great teachable moment for me to remind myself that I'm the one that really struggles with disruption to routine. And I worried so much that my son was, how was he going to handle naps on the go and the uh, hotels and were they going to have bath and what was the food going to be like? And I'll tell you, while it was certainly uh, every day presented some sort of a challenge in some way, the, the overwhelming theme was that babies are resilient and they really just need love and nurture and um, support and they can feel and pick up on the, the feelings in the room. And so how everyone else is, that's really how the baby is. And so we were just really trying to cultivate a stress-free environment, which meant I had to remove any external uh, unnecessary demands. And so I apologize. The podcast took a little bit of a hiatus. I'm coming back though with great content. I've got amazing weeks of 
content plan for you. And so buckle up because I'm back and I'm planted. We're here in Minnesota for the time being for the summer. And then we're going to figure out our lives in the fall um, as things start to open back up and my husband's job gets a little bit more clarity. But that's near here nor there. Um, that's really not why you're here. So let's dive into the episode. So today I'm going to be talking about a topic that has come up a ton with working with clients, uh, talking with coworkers, and I know myself I can relate to this uh, immensely, and that is the feeling of being uninspired, feeling burnt out, or unmotivated. And so if you have felt like you're in this kind of rut or cyclical phase of feeling uninspired, burnt out, or unmotivated, this episode is going to be beneficial for you as I'm going to give you four practical tips and strategies to implement to help you get out of this rut. And I will just start off by saying a lot of times when we feel uninspired, it's truly because we are very overwhelmed with too many decisions, too many coulda, shoulda, wouldas, or things that we think we should be doing. And uh, it ends up just overwhelming us to the point where we have a little bit of analysis paralysis, and we end up not making decisions or taking action at all. And so when we procrastinate and end up doing what I just said, which is putting off the thing that we little tasks that come up throughout the day or thoughts or, you know, um, workouts or projects, whatever it is that we don't feel like doing and in the moment, which often is a lot of the things that we should be doing, we don't ever feel like doing them. And so we wait until we feel like doing them, or we wait until we have this perfect time to do it, where we have uninterrupted time, or we're feeling zen after a great cup of coffee, and we've worked out, and we have this perfect time block to sit down and do it. And then what happens is that never presents itself, because there is no perfect time. And we never will feel really like doing those hard things. That's the problem with motivation. It really doesn't exist. We have to push through and take action despite not feeling ready for it and taking action despite not having all of our ducks in a row or the evidence to support the decision or knowing the outcome. There's a little bit of uncertainty that we have to be able to lean into and discomfort and take action despite. And so when we procrastinate, A lot of times people will say, well, I'm just, I'm a procrastinator. That's who I am. And I know I found myself saying that exact same thing. But the reality is, is that you can't be a procrastinator. That doesn't exist. Procrastination is merely a habit. Okay, so what happens when we procrastinate? It releases feel-good hormones. The act of delaying something makes you feel good, that you pushed it off. You pushed off the resistance that you were feeling about doing something. So of course it feels good. We're not relaxing. We're not doing the thing. We'll deal with it tomorrow, right? So we become addicted to the act of procrastinating. We have a habit of procrastinating. We're not procrastinators. So we have to be very careful about the narrative that we tell ourselves about who we are. Just the similar narrative about the thoughts that we have, they are merely thoughts. They are thoughts that come and go throughout the day, depending on our upbringing, depending on our environment, our social situation, 
where what we're exposing ourselves to, but it has nothing to do with who you are as a person. Only if you choose to believe those thoughts that then translate into the actions that you take, which then translates into the outcomes that you receive, right? So we have to back it up and say, the thoughts that I have are merely thoughts. And so what I work with so hard with my clients on is getting them to recognize that truth. And the only way that we can take inventory of our thoughts on a daily level is implementing a small journal practice. I know a lot of people think journaling is wish wash or they don't have time for it, but you have to think about the thoughts that you have in your head, like taking out the trash. If you don't take out your trash when it needs to be taken out, which in your with your mind, with how many thoughts we have and decisions we make on a daily level, it is daily. I'm telling you, daily, daily, daily. It starts to stink and it will start to build up and it will start to overflow and create bigger problems. And so it will end up manifesting in a bigger, more problematic way down the road if you don't take care of it. So very essential to implement some sort of a morning routine. And so we'll get into that with the tips on what I suggest. And this isn't an hour journaling meditation routine. This is something that you have five minutes for, and it can make a profound impact on the way in which you think about yourself and the way in which you take action throughout the day. So you are not a procrastinator. Okay. So let's just, let's remove that thought. You have a habit of procrastinating and it makes sense because it feels good to procrastinate. So don't beat yourself up about putting things off consistently. Let's just interject right now and say, I will never feel like doing the things that I know I should be doing, but I'm going to start to get comfortable with doing them anyways, right? Let's not beat ourselves up subconsciously about not taking action because now we're in this cyclical beating ourselves up mental state where we just can't get out of it. And now we feel uninspired. We feel unmotivated because we don't believe in ourselves for actually following through on the things that we keep telling ourselves that we want to do. And so we feel unmotivated. We feel uninspired. The thought of doing it now seems so overwhelming because so much time has gone on. You see, when we have put it off for such a period of time, whether it's a week, a month, a year, that becomes, it it engulfs us with overwhelm to think that I set out at the beginning of the year to work out every day. And now we're in July and it's halfway through. I can't believe a half of year has gone by and I haven't even followed through on my promise once. I'm pathetic. Now see the cycle of all these negative thoughts that start to come in and beat ourselves up. And of course, we are not going to feel motivated or inspired after beating ourselves up like that. We're going to now go out and seek actions that val- that basically validate how we feel about ourselves currently. We might then go turn to junk food to uh, soothe our emotions. We might then go, you know, do things or impulsively shop or do things that are validating the, the, not truth, but the thought patterns that we currently have about ourselves. We don't feel good. We don't feel worthy of, 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 of success or happiness. And so then we go out and take action to validate the way that we currently feel which then further perpetuates the issue. So I want to give you a practical tip right now on how to interject wherever you're at. If you're stuck in this thought pattern on how to help kind of dig yourself out and start taking small action. 
So the first thing I want you to do is if you're feeling stuck, you feel like you're in this cyclical procrastinating phase, is I want you to, in the morning, ideally, when we're fresh and we haven't had a lot of um, potential manipulation from social media or from work or any triggers, before you even look at social media, before you look at your email, if you can devote yourself five minutes towards your goals and dreams, this is going to be so critical. You don't need a fancy journal. You just need a pen and a notepad and a quiet space where you can be yourself. And I want, I want you to grab that piece of paper in the morning and I want you to immediately write down three things you're grateful for. Especially if this is really hard, some days it might be hard to think about three things because you might be in the trenches going through something really hard. And I recognize that. If that's the case and you're having one of those days, think really hard. Think deep about do you have food in your fridge? Do you have clean water to drink? Um, Do you have fresh air to breathe in? A roof over your head, right? Those are the little things that are huge things that some people don't have. And so sometimes it just takes reminding ourselves to get back to the basics and the fundamentals of, of, of how to uh, live a life that remind us, okay, this is now going to, what it's going to do is it's going to put your mind into a state of contentment and gratitude, which then positivity and productivity is going to flow and follow. Okay. So first thing in the morning, tip number one, you're grabbing that journal, that notepad, that sticky pet note, Um, I don't really care. It doesn't need to be formal or fancy. You're going to write down three things you're grateful for. We're going to automatically put our mind into the state of positivity. The next thing you're going to do below those three things you're grateful for is I want you to think about one thing that you are going to get done for yourself today. Is that working out? Is that drinking your 80 ounces of water? Is that making a home-cooked meal? Is that, you know, cleaning up your inbox of, you know, bills and things that you've put off that is, you know, subconsciously stressing you out? Is that recording the podcast? Is that reaching out to somebody to network for that business idea that you have? Calling a friend that you haven't talked to in a year? What is one thing that you, in your mind, have been beating yourself up over, over not taking action because you've been waiting for the perfect time, and I want you to declare that you're going to work on it today. Not going to get done, but let's just say work on it. And then I want you to pencil that in. When are you going to do that? And Because if it's not in the calendar, I truly believe it doesn't happen. Ideally, a chunk of time before the workday starts, if you're working, would be really great. And you're delegating tasks, house chores, or kids during that time to a significant other or if you can call on a friend or a family member so that you can have this time for yourself. And when you go to sit down to do the thing because it's in your calendar, you're not going to want to do it. You're going to come up with a million other reasons as to what is more important and why this thing that you're going to start doing is not important or why it can wait or why it's not the right time. Uh Uh-uh. You're going to feel those feelings, and then I'm going to have you set a 10-minute timer. 10 minutes. That's it. And you're going to work on that thing and take action for 10 minutes. The thing that happens is whether it's a workout or starting a project or a phone call or a difficult conversation, 10 minutes into one of those things, I guarantee you're going to 
those are the hardest. The, the starting is always the hardest. After 10 minutes, you're going to just want to keep on moving and trucking along. But if we don't just give ourselves a bite-sized chunk in our mind by before we start saying, okay, we're going to do this for 10 minutes, you won't do it. You'll push it off, right? So let's just set the 10-minute timer and start the thing, okay? If you are feeling like you are really in your head, you're struggling with um, being able to really get beyond this negative cycle and you can really relate to just feeling in a really deep, dark cloud, I want to just send a lot of solidarity and uh, a lot of empathy because I was there this past month and it was very difficult to get out of. And something that really helped me that I'm going to give you is I really spent a lot of time committing to trying to decide what is the narrative and the story that I'm telling myself and is there actual evidence to support this narrative? What I mean by this is how I mentioned earlier, we are not our thoughts. Thoughts are merely thoughts. A lot of times if we don't spend time with ourselves in committing and following through on promises that we make to ourselves, carving out time for ourselves through journal, through doing tasks that are propelling us towards our goals and dreams, exercise, eating well, we really start to believe the lies that we tell ourselves. And we don't really know what's fact versus fiction. And so what I really find powerful is just dispelling it with evidence. So if you have a narrative that you keep telling yourself and you don't really truly know, like, is this true? Is it not? I'm not sure. Somehow you've subscribed to this narrative for probably quite some time and it's paralyzing you from being able to move forward and take action. I want you to write the narrative down and then make two columns. On the left hand, I want you to actually think of evidence-based examples that are supporting that belief that you're telling yourself. So in one column, I want you to think about evidence, evidence to support that belief. And then in the other column, I want you to think about the alternative. What is a positive way that you could reframe that belief? If there's no evidence to support it, what is a different narrative that you can tell yourself, right? We get to rewrite the narrative of our lives at any given point in time. How cool is that, right? So here's an example, right? I had this narrative that my business was completely going to be over. All of the work that I've put in, in the last two years was for not all the money I invested in my in my tuition and starting a business was a complete waste because I've taken the past two months off and I have no time for it right now. Truly, this is the narrative. I'm giving you a real life example that I've been telling myself. And so I went into evidence-based mode went out to try to seek some evidence. I wrote down in one column, what is evidence to support this belief? And to be honest, I really couldn't find any true evidence to support this. I wasn't putting out the same content and and reaching out for new clients because I didn't have the capacity to take on new clients. I wasn't asking God to provide me with new clients. I didn't have the capacity for it. So I didn't really have any evidence. And then in the other column, I said, okay, what is a new narrative that I can tell myself then if this isn't truly legit? And I thought of during these two months off, I grew internally. Rather than being productive, I made progress 
internally. I I can now lean on this story of taking a pause in my business and on other external noises that society was telling me that I should be doing or old habits of telling me this is how I should be doing that no longer serve me. And I can use this example as something to lean on for my clients to be able to relate to. I am coming out stronger, right? So that's now the narrative that I'm going to tell myself because I'm going to choose to tell myself that there's no evidence to support my business is over. It was two months off. You probably didn't even realize that I was gone. Let's just be real. So it's all in our own heads 99% of the time. So reminder that we are not our thoughts. They are merely thoughts. Make sure to empty those thoughts out onto a journal on a daily level, five minutes in the morning, write down those thoughts Evidence-based, do you have belief and support to back up what you're telling yourself? And if not, move on, write a new narrative and get over it. It's really all that simple, but it's so hard to do. So I hope this message was what you needed to hear to give you a little kick in the pants. And then my last tip for you, my friend, is just remembering the simple basics of health for mental health and physical health, and they really don't have to cost a damn thing. Things such as natural light over artificial light in the mornings and at night. So if the sun is out, you should be trying to expose yourself to it in some way for 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes, an hour a day. It brings natural levels of vitamin D that supplements just truly cannot, and it helps with our mood. So Make sure you're getting outside. Make sure you're getting natural light and not inundating yourself with that artificial light, especially when the sun is not up and not down. And, and, and down. We do not want to be uh, exposing ourselves to too many EMFs or blue light exposure. It does a lot internally to our health. So that is free. Social connection, our social circle is so important. The thoughts that we have about ourselves are a lot of times a byproduct of the people that we surround ourselves with. Our ability to believe in ourselves, to dream further, to go bigger, to go cast wider, to think differently relies on who we surround ourselves with. So make sure that you are socially connecting. That doesn't mean you have to be in crowds of people. It could be with one person, but that depth of that relationship is worth a million different friends that are just mediocre, right? So really take a look at your social connection, your ability to come and make sure that you have people in your court that are supporting your goals and dreams and not shutting you down. Getting out to nature, similar to outside, breath work, exercise, and intentional movement for your time of the month. If you're a female, making sure you're cycle syncing to your exercise, to when your hormones are strongest and weakest, and then sleep. Going back to the basics, if you are not getting these things, it really doesn't matter, my friend, the supplements you're taking, the type of foods that you're eating, or how often you're going crazy and sweating. Those things are super important, but you also have to make sure that you have these things in check. Sleep is foundational. It's absolutely critical. Getting outside, getting vitamin D, getting out with friends, those are things that are free that are also going to really build up your internal and mental health. They're always connected. They're always related. Think through these things. 
I would love to hear how this episode helps you. If you implement these tips, please reach out to me on social media at ditch the scale or shoot me an email. If you're on my email list, I truly want to hear from you. Your success stories are really what light me up and keep me going. So I'm sending you all of my love. You've got this, my friend. Until next time, bye for now.